0: Song of the Soul
1: and we'll sing this
2: song Why? Great fun and profundity ahead for today's Song of the Soul. My guest is Brent Bill, and I came across a review in Friends Journal of his new short, humorous, and serious book. And when I read it, I found out that he has a deep connection to music, like piles and piles of music, LPs, cassettes, CDs, MP3s, way deeper than over his head. He also has been a music maker, but what we're focusing on today is Brent's Humble Stumble hymn book. Let's go to the phone right now to speak with the self-crowned humble king of the bad Quakers, Brent Bill. Brent, I'm really excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul.
3: Well, I'm delighted to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me.
2: I had real fun in reading Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker. You do a delightful combination of deep thoughts with humor and counterintuitive statements. I really love bad history lessons from the Quaker world that you (laughs) put throughout there. It's just so wonderful to get that kind of—it feels relatively unfiltered. And so much of what religious people are supposed to do is supposed to be filtered and sound pious. And you don't seem to be particularly attached to appearing pious.
3: Well, I've never succeeded at it, so that's one reason probably I'm not very attached to it. Plus, that just bugs me when people act that way since I think we are all imperfect saints or aspiring saints or however you want to think of it. I I know I am, and that's probably one reason I relate to others who struggle with this whole idea of I'm just bad at being good. It's part of the human condition. I think that's one reason one of my favorite newer songs is Over the Rhines' All My Favorite People, where it talks about all my favorite people are broken. I should know. My heart tells me so. My heart does tell me so, that we all are. And I think people are looking for authentic voices more than expert voices these days, especially the insincere expert voices.
2: Before I became aware of your song, Brent, I didn't know about the group Over the Rhine. What can you tell me about them? When did you run into them? Who are they? Where does this come from?
3: Well, I first ran into them in a review in the Christian Century magazine, because I I always like to look at record reviews or CD reviews, I guess now, MP3 reviews. (laughs) And they were a recommended group, and so I went and listened to their album, Ohio. I'm from Ohio, so I was drawn just to the title But then, as I got into it, I found out that we all actually went to the same Quaker College, although many years apart, Malone College, in Canton, Ohio. And I just fell in love with their music, and then we ended up at some of the same places a number of times as uh, them teaching songwriting workshops and me, teaching writing workshops and so forth. So we became friends over the years, and that's how I came to learn about Over the Rhine, Also, Over the Rhine took their name from a neighborhood in Cincinnati, Ohio, which the Germans called it that because it overlooks the Ohio River, and the Germans settled Cincinnati. It reminded them of the Rhine River down below. So it's all kinds of quirkiness for my affection for Over the Rhine.
2: So I think what you're saying in part is that you'd like to start out your song of the soul by sharing All My Favorite People by Over the Rhine. Here's a song picked out by Brent Bill to share for Song of the Soul.
0: Sceptical dreamer, step forward You can stay right here You don't have to go It's each wound you've received Just a burden, some gift It gets so hard to lift Yourself up off the ground what oh, it says we must praise and mutilate our world We're all working a graveyard shift You might as well sing along mm-hmm. Cause all my favorite people are broken Believe me, my heart should know In the heart, this world's gonna rip it wide open It ain't gonna be pretty But you're not alone Cause all my favorite people are broken Believe me, my heart should know believers, skeptical dreamers, you're welcome Yeah, you're safe right here You don't have to go Cause my, all my favorite people are broken Believe me I I want to hold you And let the rest
2: Bill is here today sharing his song of the soul. That is a song he picked out as illustrative of part of his spiritual journey. It's called All My Favorite People, and as the chorus says, All My Favorite People Are Broken. It's by Over the Rhine. But I got connected with Brent Bill. I mean, I've known his name for quite a while, but I saw a review in Friends Journal of a book that came out recently, Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker, A Humble Stumble Towards Simplicity and Grace by J. Brent Bill. Part of what they said in the review, they said that this was not just something that Quakers are going to read that it's really palatable for a much larger audience. And in part, that's because Brent Bill is a bad Quaker. You can only aspire to be as good a bad Quaker as Brent is. All My Favorite People clearly talks about some of the people that Brent would like to be friends with. Orphaned believers, skeptical dreamers. I mean, you're welcome. All of that's good. Do you have a lot of friends who are heathens?
3: Well, I hesitate to label anybody, so... I would not want to say they're heathens or pagans or Christians or anything. I think that labels should be applied by the person who wants to wear them, I guess. I mean, I, the whole bad Quaker thing kind of came around when I realized that we have this image, I think, Quakers do in the wider world is being quiet and peaceful and living simple lives. I read a thing by Thomas Merton the other day where he met Douglas Deere and his wife, and he said, they were true Quakers. They were quiet and deep and peaceful. And I thought, (laughs) well, man, I I must not be a true Quaker because I am rarely any of those things. I more need the Quaker way of practicing faith. Because I'm the opposite of those things. I'm often noisy in my head, at least, and sometimes with my mouth, and I don't always live simply, and I'm not always a peaceful person, especially during football season when Ohio State's playing somebody that. And Ohio State's my team. And so things like that. And I think that's why I refer to myself as a bad Quaker. I don't live up to the image of what a good Quaker is. And I can either beat myself up over that or I can accept that that's who I am and trust divine assistance to help me grow deeper and better, which I think I'm a better Quaker Than I was 20 or 30 or 50 years ago, but I'm still seem awful far short of the goal for me, and I think other people of faith feel that way too. So that's why it's the book's not just for Quakers; it's it really is in some ways meant to be an encouragement that there are things that we can practice and get better at along the way. But if we truly arrive or we feel that we truly arrive perhaps we're not quite as good as we we think (laughs) we are but we aspire to that i think something calls in our souls to do that and i think that that's a a reason i'd like van morrison's song when will i ever learn to live in god that whole idea of the desires there but how am i ever going to learn to do that
2: so let's listen to it right away for those of you who know Van Morrison, maybe you're thinking G-L-O-R-I-A, Gloria, or maybe you're thinking Brown-Eyed Girl or Domino, we've got a very different song from Van Morrison's background, When Will I Ever Learn to Live in God? And it's for Brent Bill's Song of the Soul.
4: Sun was setting over Avalon. Last time we still in the West Suffering long-time angels Rapture like plague Burn out the drawers, And us is captured again And in all the beach at sunset And yeah, all the boats keep moving slow in life Everything was not good Seen through architecture of great cathedrals Down through the history of time Is and was in the beginning And evermore Shall ever be
2: Van Morrison's song, When Will I Ever Learn to Live in God. I certainly knew the songs, Brent, by Van Morrison before. I mean, I grew up with them and and love them. I just, they're captured in my mind. And my wife, by the way, is a brown-eyed girl, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> that song just evokes her for me. And speaking of moderating influences, I mean, I've had, what, 35, 40 years as a Quaker identifying as a Quaker, grew up Catholic and had a good experience of that. But there is a moderating influence on my life, maybe because I've been Quaker. But I think my wife takes a lot of credit for mellowing (laughs) me. That's what she says. She thinks that she's sanded off a lot of the rough edges. Did God do it to you or was there a wife involved?
3: Well, yeah. My wife, Nancy, has been one of my spiritual teachers for the last almost 30 years, and she's much calmer than I am, and she's passionate, but not flighty. So she has certainly knocked some of my edges off and also taught me to pay attention to things a lot more, to really look. I remember one time when she she said, oh, look, there's a double rainbow. Did you see it? And I said, no. And she goes, well, did you look? (laughs) Like, no, actually I didn't. So you're correct. (laughs) I need to learn to pay attention.
2: Brent Bill is my guest today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, find us at northernspiritradio.org. Almost 12 years of our programs for free listening and download. Links to our guests you want to track down, Brent, you and you really should. He's got a number of other books you're going to want to read as well. And in addition, you can find all of our guests for the past 12 years. There's also a place to comment. Make our communication two-way by posting a comment when you visit. There's a place to donate, and I've got to emphasize this. It's by your donations that this full-time work is supported. It's not from corporations, and it's not from government. It's because you, the listener, are supporting our enterprise. So please, donate when you come. Even more important, though, I'd say is to support your local media, and by that I mean especially your local community radio station. They provide a slice of news and music you get nowhere else, and a number of them are carrying this program all across the nation because you support local community radio stations. Please do that. Brent Bill again is here, Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker is his book, and a Raft of Music. One of the things that you'll find in his book is right at the end, I guess it's an appendix. I have to grab the book to take a look at it. There's an appendix called, the first appendix in his book is called Humble Stumble Hymn Book, Spiritual Songs for Imperfect Saints. And Imperfect Saints usually matches the listeners to this program. So you'll see a whole wonderful assortment of songs that you probably had never thought about before. And a number that he's sharing today are from this list.
3: And they're also on Spotify.
2: And they're also on Spotify, so jump in there. Yeah,
3: the humble stumble hymn book is on Spotify.
2: <laughs> what What more could we ask? <laughs> and the book and the song that was just shared is by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors called "Good Light." I was thinking that one of the reasons that you wanted to share that one, Brent was because in, I think, maybe the last verse, it uses the word stumbling. And I think you probably relate. You Humble stumble is part of the name of your book. I was just at a, a luncheon with a group of ministers local, and I heard a phrase I hadn't heard before. Sloppy Agape. (laughs) So I went and looked it up, and there's this whole tradition of alliteration or repetition of sounds or such that is part of theological concepts that stick. So Sloppy Agape and Humble Stumble are two that I want you to carry (laughs) away from this program today. So Good Light is a wonderful song, too. And one of the things I would note about it, besides the kind of wonderful little rock beat there, the voice you know who it reminded me of is Don McLean, and you know, just his music is is so wonderful. You know, it's slightly country in this song, Good Light, but Don McLean, I, I, it must be his twin. Who are, <laughs> who is Drew Holcomb and the neighbors? Who are
3: they? Well, Drew, Drew Holcomb himself is a Nashville artist, and his wife Ellie also is uh, one of the neighbors and different folks kind of rotate in and out of the band, but he's been around for a while and is a person who studied theology, too. So I think he's good with what I call sneaky spirituality. It's not this just Jesus and me kind of pop Christian music, but it's a subtle spirituality and sort of like uh, uh, Buddy Miller does at times and Lou Harris, Ricky Lee Jones, even and uh, Carrie Newcomer and others. I think they're all in that. Ron Sexsmith from Canada. There are really some interesting folks out there doing music that has a real spiritual bent to it that's out there on, you know, Spotify and Pandora and all those kind of places that isn't being played, you know, like on the quote Christian station so much. It's uh, sort of like, well, it's, not bad enough for the sinners, but I'm not good enough for the saints <laughs> sort of <music.
2: laughs> Well, you, one of the songs that you mention in the book, Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker, you mention Norman Greenbaum's song, Spirit in the Sky, and you're uh-huh. maybe in the collection. That song I, I love, by the way, and I, enough so that I purchased a few of his albums. And so I found out that he might qualify as a bad Quaker if he were a Quaker i don't know that he has any connection <laughs> at all. Uh, was that the kind of song that you liked growing up because you know you grew up as an evangelical friend, which is this variety of Quaker that's very different from what I've lived most of my life as I'm not thinking that they would have liked a spirit in the sky a lot
3: well, uh, no, a bunch of them didn't, and a bunch of them didn't like Jesus Christ superstar either, which was popular around that time but I had the good fortune of growing up, my mother was very into music, she didn't grow up Quaker, she became a convinced friend, as we say, when she married my father, but she taught us to enjoy all kinds of music and to listen critically, you know, and to see what kind of spoke to us, so everything, I mean, Dave Brubeck's Take 5, she introduced me to that at an early age in classical music, and so... I was never censored by uh, my folks and too much by our congregation, by the music God brought home. And I guess probably because they, they knew there was the only redemption for me was God's <laughs> grace. <laughs> so they weren't going to waste a whole lot of time trying to save me. But I grew up in a loving evangelical community, but they let us develop at our own peace. I remember even when... Uh, First started playing the guitar, and would occasionally they would allow me to sing, you know, in our Sunday evening service, and I got away with "Fire and Rain" by James Taylor and "Bridge Over Troubled Water."
2: Wow, cutting loose!
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but then I enjoyed gospel music too. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of went all over the map. What I look for is sincerity, I guess. You know, that there's something that rings true is the music that speaks to me.
2: And there's no one quite as sincere as someone who's fallen. If you're th- insisting that you were perfect all along and I never did anything in that case, you're probably not going to be ab- able to obtain sincerity very much. So y- I can see why you'd like to hang out with bad people or at least bad Quakers.
3: Yeah. Well, one of the songs on an album called mercy land that Phil Madeira put together is, you know, if I were Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> One of the lines is, I'd have a really good time. <laughs> I'd have some free, you know, and I'd hang out with sinners and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's how <laughs> Jesus was. And then it, it winds up saying, you know, and I'd love you and adore you while I was hanging on your cross. I mean, it's like, whoa.
2: Whoa, whoa. Well, that kind of hard love, you've been exposed to it personally. You talk about the example of your stepdaughter, Lisa, and how, you know, Quakers are, are seen as being these loving, forgiving people, right? Or at least that's a stereotype which clearly doesn't match so many of us. Yet, Lisa, she clearly. Uh, was shining a light that a lot of people don't obtain. Could you mention what she said, did, or I mean, her example?
3: Yeah. Lisa's a sweet spirit. She's no pushover either at the same time, which is, I think, uh, one reason why she could do what she did. But her brother was murdered, and Lisa went to the trial every day. And after the trial was over and the young man who killed him was sentenced, leaving the trial, she got on the elevator and there was the uh, family of the young man who'd murdered Bruce. And she actually reached out to them in the sense of the sadness of two lives being ruined, you know, her brother dead and this, young man going to prison and she told them how she forgave him for doing that and I think if it was me intellectually I'd know that I should do that but in that moment especially just leaving a trial could I do that I don't know and so uh, she taught me a lesson that again to remember to be humble to look for that light in everyone, including the murderer, including his family, when it would be so easy to distance and to to not engage with those people.
2: And so much today what we hear from a number of politicians, it's not just politicians, it's religious leaders, it's the person down the block. We all have a tendency toward this in any case is, I want vengeance, you know, even though the Bible says vengeance is the Lord, we want it to belong to me, I I can get revenge here. Mercy is sometimes hard to find out of the mouths of our leaders. So it's so refreshing to find someone like your stepdaughter who's speaking with mercy and love instead of with vengeance. That's, Mm That's an incredible thing. Hooray for mercy and hooray for Lisa for giving us a sign of it. There's a song that you wanted to share. You told me before by Phil Madera and it's from Mercyland. And maybe this would be appropriate. Yeah, maybe this would be an appropriate moment to share. That. Sounds good. Do you want to say something about it before we play it?
3: Oh, I think I should let it speak for itself.
2: And we will. Mercyland by Phil Madera for Brent Bill's Song of the Soul.
5: trouble so much pain wanna heal the blind and cure the lame I want every man and woman to claim some dignity so let's you and me take each other's hands Let's travel on down Down to Mercy Lane Life is mean Life's hard Can't we just change The way things are I want all God's children To live in harmony so let's you and me you and Take me. each other's hand. Let's travel on down Down to Mercy Lane When our hearts are weary When we're afraid When we're defeated Hey Lane.
2: I love that bluesy guitar from Phil <laughs> Medera. Mercy Land is the song, and there's a whole collection there, Mercy Land, that you'll want to check out, folks. I've got a link on Nordenspiritradio.org. But Brent Bill shared this with me, and again, Brent, I'm just so thankful that you're sharing all this music. You did mention in your book, Life Lessons from a Bad Quake or Humble Stumble Towards Simplicity and Grace, that... Maybe music is exempted from simplicity in your eyes. <laughs> I ha- mentioned I have 300 or so uh, LPs that are sitting elsewhere. In addition to all the CDs and cassettes, et cetera, I've got 300 c- albums. And my wife, every six months, asks me, so don't you want to get rid of those yet? Yeah. How often do you hear from your wife?
3: A lot <laughs> about <laughs> that. And I go, yeah, I should. I should do that. And then I just leave it and then she forgets until the next time that I said that. So that's, we played that game for almost 30 years now. (laughs) The collection gets bigger.
2: And Folks, you should know that because we've got so much wonderful stuff to share from Brent Bill that there will be bonus excerpts out on the org website. Remember to go there and check those and, and listen to some more music and some more stories that you're not getting in this interview. One of the things that really makes your book, Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker, engaging, Brent, is the humor. I love the way, for instance, that you rewrite verses of the Bible uh, (laughs) as if they're spoken directly to you. Uh, Is there any of those that you can pull out uh, you know, just at the drop of a hat? Uh, Because there's that and the quick Quaker questions, as you call them, what Quakers normally call queries that you share throughout the book, all of them— make this just a fun and insightful and, uh, I think, enjoyable as well as profound read. Is there anything that you want to pull out that you'd care to share?
3: Well, I was thinking about the uh, Simplicity chapter when I do rewrite the thing about, uh, the. and he told them this parable. The house of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest of books, And, of course, when Jesus tells us about the farmer, but he says, and he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my books. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll hire a contractor to come and build new bookshelves in the loft and in the living room. And in them, I will store many of my books. The rest I will put in boxes in the garage attic until I can build more bookshelves. And I will (laughs) say to myself, you have plenty of books laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink and read on but god said to him you fool this very night your life will be demanded then who will get what you have prepared for yourself including the author autograph first editions and that is the new brent bill version of luke 12 16 through 20 so i often try and put myself in the scripture lessons that i read as if uh okay when Jesus is telling these parables, if I was in the audience, or I was the audience, how would Jesus tell them to me? Well, I'm not a rich farmer, but I do have lots of books, so I've got a feeling that that's how the story would have come out.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would. And then you include the things that are called queries, and or that we call queries, quick Quaker questions. Again, we like that alliteration stuff any of those that you want to grab that can give people a flavor of what Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker is like? I mean, and again, I think this book is good for everyone. It's not just for Quakers. It's it's Life Lessons. It's because it's, we're all a bit bad, and some of us are badder than others.
3: Well, I, I would, I'll offer one, because I think the queries, as, as you know, Mark, are, there are spiritual questions that really help us probe, and there's not, it's not like a catechism where there's a, the answer that you know you should give. You have to wrestle with this. So one that is in the book is, do I spend my time in ways that reflect my values? And that's a question I ask myself all the time, is how I'm spending my time reflect my values, especially in feeding my own soul, but also so that others see what my values are.
2: To which the answer should be, of course, of course I am. Of course I'm living my life in a way that matches my values. That that's the insincere answer. Well, well
3: that that's, that should be the answer. But yeah, we can answer that way, surely. You know, well, of course I'm doing that. But there is also the Quaker testimony of integrity, which, if we think about that, and we do, and it haunts us. We we realize we didn't answer the query truthfully, and so we have to go back to the query and go, okay, I'm really not doing that all the time. And so that's one reason I need those queries and the various testimonies. They keep calling me back to where I'd like to be, you know, get me back on track, even if I'm going to derail Somewhere on down the track again, and I'll have to be put back on the track. those quick Quaker queries and uh, these ideas of simplicity, peace, integrity, so forth call me back to this center where I need to be.
2: Yeah, center where we all need to be, and again this isn't uh, this isn't targeted at Quakers. this is I think my uh, the questions are good for anyone, and there's a disclaimer that you include with all of these questions. It's each time you say,
3: Remember, no one right answer. What's your soul say?
2: So it's not my answer that you've got to give. It's your answer that's important. It's it's your soul that you've got to be listening to. I don't have the right answers, or maybe I can find them for myself if I live into them long enough, but hey, you've got your own answers. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend highly enough. Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker, Humble Stumble Towards Simplicity and Grace. Whether you're Quaker or not, Brent Bill's book is going to be an enjoyable and profitable read for you. And it's fairly small. It won't take you all month to read it like some books do for me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a short attention span, so I needed to write a length that I could read.
2: What what did you say? I wasn't paying attention. I said I, forgot. I, I, just, I, 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 I that a, was sure, yeah. that was humor. <laughs> TJ, that was humor. Okay, TJ
3: got me.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well, there's such a wealth of wonderful music that you've got to share. How big is your collection, Brent?
3: Uh, well, if you ask my wife Nancy, she'd say too big. But oh, I think I have three thousand MP3s on my external hard drive and about 400 CDs and 150 LP still. And then a bunch of cassettes stashed in the attic. So, uh, <laughs> and then there's various sheet music laying around and yeah, I'm kind of a music junkie, I guess.
2: And one thing I didn't ask you, although it's a natural question, I had actually hoped that there would be some recordings of you playing some <laughs> songs that might include here. Uh, Talk a little bit about your history with music personally, uh, performing.
3: Oh, well, I've been in a number of groups over the years, especially in my younger years. Everything from a Youth for Christ singing group called the Sure Foundation to a group called the Happy Establishment, which was some college friends of mine and I when we were in college and majoring in playing guitar instead of English or anything else. So, yeah, that was back in the reel-to-reel days, and unfortunately, almost all those have succumbed to time as the uh, recording media has flaked off the tapes. So people are spared having to listen to any of my old bands nowadays.
2: Do you still have a guitar?
3: I still have uh, two guitars left. Yeah, I have a classical, and then I have a Yari Alvarez handmade guitar that I've had for about 30 years. Yeah, 30 years that my son is playing now. uh, Two of my sons both play music. uh, So they're enjoying many of my older guitars.
2: Sweet. Let's have one more song to finish off your Song of the Soul, Brent. How do you want to conclude?
3: How about There's a Light in the Window uh, by Carrie Newcomer, who is also a Quaker singer songwriter been around a while she and I and a couple other Quakers actually did a local uh, PBS show here in Indianapolis called a festival of friends and a light in the window one of the reasons I like that is I like this idea that we're being called that life is calling us someplace and I think it's to uh, what I would characterize as the sense of home that we have arrived or heading towards. And this idea that there's a light in the window that is invitational and drawing us to it I, is strong in her song. And it's strong as part of, of my life, I think, is, is I, I see the light in the window representing for me, not to get too anthropocentric, but that it's the face of a loving God calling us home, and so the light is always on. I suppose you could compare it to the prodigal son story. I'm not the son who stayed home, saying, yeah, I'll I'll stick here and tend the farm. I'm the one who's always been kind of wandering around, sowing my wild oats or whatever. But there is this call to home, and I think that Carrie's song captures it really well.
2: And the song is... A Light in the Window by Carrie Newcomer for Brent Bell's Song of the Soul. We'll listen and have a few more words with Brent following it. Here is Carrie Newcomer,
6: A Light in the Window. Looking out at the night Beyond the driver's wheel Curving hips made of snow In the winter fields There's a house that way back Where the lamplight glows like a star out in the cold Filled with people I'll never know Who left the light Left the light In the window What would I change If the choice were mine I was doing the best I knew at the time. And every door that was opened and door that closed. All the things that made me grow, sent me off down another road. Off to look for a light, for a light in the window. Passed away, but the new is too new to be born today. So I'm throwing out seeds on the winter snow as a cold wind begins to blow. Standing here on a new threshold, I can see a light. There's a light in the window, and the world. And the world is made of glass And the world is made of light And it's moving very fast So I won't lie I don't know what happens when people die But I hope that I see you walking slow Smiling wide as the sunrise grows Drop my map with a thousand folds In the distance I see it glow There's a light, there's a light, there's a light In the window.
2: That song is from Carrie Newcomer's 15th album. It's called A Permeable Life. The song is A Light in the Window. I've had Carrie on this program three different times previously, and I'm sure I'd love to have her on ten more times. She just makes such incredible. You mentioned about an earlier artist, Brent, that the artist was good at including religious spiritual ideas subtly and I've found more ways to describe the experience of worship, the face-to-face with the divine, the transcendent experience, in the music of Carrier Newcomer, in such different varieties of ways and metaphors and such. She's she's just so awesome. You're so lucky to have a
3: connection with her. Yeah, she lives just down the road about <clears throat> half an hour or so. So we're sort of kind of neighbors. <laughs>
2: So that was the last song that you're sharing for your song of the soul. And again, folks, we are speaking with Brent Bill. I got on to him for this interview because of a review in Friends' Journal of his book, Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker: Humble Stumble Towards Simplicity and Grace. His full name, first name, I believe, starts with a J. J. Period. J. Period. Brent Bill. And obviously, it's a very confusing name, folks, for you to remember. Bill is normally a first name. He put it at the end. He's got a J at the beginning, which probably stands for Jehoshaphat or something. something. I don't know. And he goes by the name Brent. So you'll find a link to him and his book via Nordenspiritradio.org. He's got plenty of other books he's written as well. This is a fun read for anybody, Quaker, non-Quaker. It doesn't matter. You're going to enjoy this book, and you're going to profit from it. So I encourage you to bring it and pick it up and to check the links that I have to all of the artists who've been shared today because whether you knew Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors or the spiritual side of Ann Morrison's music or Over the Rhine and what they're doing. Phil Madeira and Carrie Newcomer, whether you knew them or not before, there's a lot more music that each of them does that you're going to learn to love. I want to thank you so much, Brent, for introducing me to all this new music that I get to spend my days and nights <laughs> listening to now and for for writing Life Lessons from a Bad Quaker and for joining me today for Song of the Soul.
3: I've had a great time. Thanks for having me on.
2: And remember, folks, there are some bonus excerpts you're going to want to listen to out on Nordenspiritradio.org, stuff I couldn't fit in this broadcast. All great stuff from Brent Bill. You'll find links to him and to all of the guest's music that you've heard today. Check that out. I want to thank Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org.